Hello and welcome to the first ever Females in Motorsport podcast. I'm Helena Hicks, your host and founder of the platform. Today I'm joined by my four fantastic colleagues who help me run the website and social media accounts. Hello there, my name is Georgina and I'm a motorsport writer at Blackfoot Motorsport. I've loved motorsport ever since I was 14 and I'm really happy to be here. Hi, I'm Holly. I'm currently based in Yorkshire and as well as being part of the incredible team at Females in Motorsport, I'm social media manager and content producer. I'm Barry. Um, I'm the resident Scottish person at Females in Motorsport. I've been writing for the site since 2019 and I'm really excited to be joined by our newer colleagues today as well. Hello everyone, I'm Maria. I'm currently studying journalism at the University of Central Lancashire, which is an amazing experience and I have loved motorsport for a very long time and raced myself. It's so great to be joined by all of you today. Before we start, there's just a couple of little things. Um, our website is femalesinmotorsport.com and you can find us on Twitter and Instagram and the handle is femalesinmsport. Please share your thoughts on this podcast too. We're all very, very new to this, but we're also very excited to get the ball rolling. For the first episode, we opened the floor up to our, and we asked you for any questions that you may have. We were overwhelmed by the response, so thank you to everyone who sent them in. The first ones I want to dive into are from Carol, who is from uh, Brazil, and she sent them in on Twitter. I'll also let people know where the questions are coming in from too, as it's so cool to see where all of our followers are from. So Carol asks, what was the most remarkable moment of motorsport for you girls? So my remarkable moment was becoming the first woman in 47 years to win a high power championship in Natska. Natska is a school karting championship, so it's grassroots level. Um, it was an incredible weekend and I remember feeling very nervous for the final race. I needed to finish top 10 and I was starting 30th, which was quite uh, an ask, um, but I did it and it was the most amazing feeling in the world. I think for me, um... The, it has to be the W Series um, 2019 season finale at Brands Hatch. It was just a really epic um, race to watch. So much, so such great racing. And just for me, it really showed what a W Series was all about. And um, yeah, I think it was pretty, pretty cool. For me, it would have to be Monaco 2014. So Jules Bianchi getting his first points for Marussia and the first points for the team. I think in reflection as well, it's just a really poignant moment. And I think it's one we all reflect back on with such fond memories. Uh, for me, it was back in 2017 when I was lucky enough to win a day in the Formula One British Grand Prix paddock, uh, courtesy of Dare to be Different. I got to chat to Rossbourne. I got tours around different garages, including Mercedes and Haas. And I got to go in a few motorhomes, which was absolutely incredible. Um, I also met some really incredible and inspirational women, such as Jenny Gow and Ruth Buscombe. It was just an incredible day and it was really insightful to see how Formula One works internally and I feel so fortunate that I was lucky enough to be able to do that. Georgina, I'm so jealous. That sounds amazing. And Maria, I can't believe that we have a champion amongst us. How cool is that? And um, I think my, my moment is probably when I went to Monza in 2017. So that was my first ever Formula One race that I attended. And on the Saturday, it just bucketed um, with rain. It was cold, it was miserable, but seeing the Formula One cars out on the track in the conditions after the, the session had been delayed, it was just immense to see how much skill the drivers had wrestling uh, the cars through the rain. So I think that's my moment. Um, Carol's also given us another question. 
and she's asked us how did you start working in motorsport so for this let's go over to Georgina and Holly. Brilliant so um, I got into motorsport in I suppose it is a bit of a typical way um, so I actually fell in love with motorsport through Top Gear. I used to watch it over my dad's shoulder and I was really embarrassed about it. I was about 14 at the time. And I sort of had this internal um, internal voice telling me that girls shouldn't like motorsport. And on the way to school, I would um, buy Top Gear magazine from the co-op, but I would really do it really secretly because I was so embarrassed and my friends to see and they would all buy typically uh, sort of feminine magazines like Glamour and I would read these Top Gear magazines like at night under my bed sheets by, um, by with a torch. It sounds so stereotypical but it is completely true and then from there I started to watch Formula One over my dad's shoulder and it took a while for me to get into it because there are so many rules and regulations and things you need to understand but once I got it and it clicked I just absolutely fell in love with it and I thought this is what I want to do. I want to be involved in this in some way. Um, and I decided to make a blog, um, Life with F1. Uh, and that was a catalyst for joining the Autosport Academy where I got lots of experience writing for different publications. I got paddock experience. Um, and now I'm fortunate enough to be a motorsport writer, a Blackfoot motorsport. So it's now my full-time job. Um, so it was just really writing and writing with my own back and that can get you so much experience and opportunities going forwards. I think for me, um, I started watching Motorsport a few years ago and I was like, I always enjoyed seeing, you know, looking at the women in the pit lane, seeing the women with the dictaphones next to the drivers and wondering sort of who they are and what they did. And I think when I decided I wanted to work in Motorsport, it was sort of locked down last year. Um, with Formula One, the reruns on Sky Sports being the only thing that really got me through some days. And I sort of started out doing a bit of volunteer writing. So I covered F3 last year. And then I met the founder of Motorsport Engineers Network. And I sort of started, it was a startup when I joined and I've been there for six, seven months now. And it's been a real learning curve, but I think the more experience you can get, the better it is for you and for your future prospects. Love those stories, really, really inspirational. And the final question from Carol is, she's asked, what tips would you give to those who want to work in motorsport? So Maria, let's, uh, let's start with you. Yeah, um, for me, it's that school grades aren't the end of the world. A-levels, they don't define you as a person. My brother um, works for a Formula One team and he didn't pass um, GCSE English. So it just shows that grades don't define you. Um, have more in your CV. Um, I find that people actually notice my racing more than anything else. Um, and I think it's good to have a unique selling point, whether that's sports clubs, some particular work experience, um, just, just have a personality and do your best. And, and obviously just be happy in what you do and don't force yourself to do something that you don't really like. That's really good advice. I think mine would be persevere, be bold, be committed and work hard. You know, it's a really tough industry, but kind of once you're inside it, it's actually quite a small world. Everybody seems to know somebody else that you know, and um, word gets around the paddock fast. And a lot of these positions and roles and things are actually based off recommendations. So present yourself in a really um, good way. Use social media platforms like LinkedIn. And if you are on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, use it responsibly. Um, and yeah, just work hard, keep going, go and get those goals. Next, uh, we've got Micah from the Netherlands who has asked us on Twitter, 
who was your first female icon in motorsports that got your heart bouncing? Uh, hers was actually Sandra van der Sloot. Not totally the first, but it was the first that she followed um, in the progress, and she thinks that she's an excellent racing driver. Maria, let's go to you first. Yeah, so mine would be Alice Powell. In the days of Formula Kart Stars, I did a, a guest round and she gave really good feedback to me uh, and helped me improve in ways that I probably wouldn't have done before. Um, and also, she's a really good driver, so good, good to watch. Um, for me, it's Jamie Chadwick. I think her results and track speak for themselves. She's a good driver. And I also like that she's really humble as well. I think definitely a driver's off-track personality can contribute to how you see them and it is part of the whole package. Um, and I'm really excited to see how she gets on in Extreme E that's starting a bit later this year. Um, but yeah, I think, she's, I think she's great and she got me really excited about women in motorsport. Me too, can't agree with you more there. Absolutely love Jamie. I think mine's a bit different. Um, this is a bit of a funny story actually that Vary and I uh, can't quite believe happened. So when I first got into Formula One, um, I quickly established that Daniel Ricciardo was my favorite driver, why not? Um, and then I followed him to Red Bull. And then it was kind of then that I noticed there was a lady that would follow him in the paddock and would be there and sort of holding the dictaphone um, and leading him to the different media. And then I did a bit of um, searching on LinkedIn and I found out that that was actually Anna Pamin. Um, and she really was the person who kind of kick-started this passion and made me realize that you can go to uni or, you know, you can work your way up the ladder, you can go from agencies and you can go to Formula One teams. Um, Anna actually works at a company now called Velocity Experience um, and they reached out to us on Instagram uh, last year and um, I actually ended up telling them how Anna was the source of inspiration. So again, it just goes back to how small motorsport is um but yeah she was the person who i saw and thought yeah i can do this too um for me i would choose claire williams i think she was really the first and um, first woman that i that was kind of visible to me and you know just seeing someone in a leadership position as well was like really inspiring that you know you can go i think in the past that it was kind of very stereotypical of the roles that women were expected to work in and just to see someone go beyond that and like be at the forefront of an F1 team was really, really cool to me. Um, and when I was back in school, I actually very stereotypically had wrote about her as an inspirational woman to me in a speech I had to give. So, yeah, it's kind of it was nice, nice experience. Yeah, I think mine's very sort of similar to Vari, sort of somebody, a woman I saw in a position of sort of a, a in a respected position that maybe wasn't so traditional for a woman. So mine would be Bernadette Collins. So she's the head of race strategy at Racing Point, which is obviously now Aston Martin. And I think she's, I believe, only one of two sort of head race strategists who are female in the paddock. And it's just great to see a woman in such a position of power within a team. And I think that's a really inspirational figure within the sport. Great answers. Completely agree. We have got some seriously cool women in motorsport. I'm so proud of it. Um, Audrey on Instagram has asked us, what's our favourite female uh, driver of all time? Georgina, do you want to kick us off? Sure thing. Um, my answer to this, I think it would be a lot of people's answers, um, but I'm a massive fan of uh, Michelle Mouton. She, her career was just absolutely incredible, and I really respect how she managed to forge such a strong path in such a male-dominated industry. And motorsport was 
so much more male dominated and male oriented back then that makes it even more impressive to me. Um, and by a lot of a lot of people, she's regarded as one of as, as the most successful female driver to date. Um, and she's she won four races and was the runner up in the World Rally Championship in 1982, which is an incredible achievement. And I just think she I just think she was a brilliant all round is a brilliant all round person from the way that she broke so many boundaries and for women and broke those glass ceilings. Um, to her action on track, even though she had some bad luck throughout her career, like mechanically, she still is a fantastic person and a massive inspiration to me. And I'm sure a lot of other women. Yeah, for me, it would be Jamie Chadwick. I think she kind of is like the whole package, as Jadrina said before in a previous question. To me, a, a racing driver should be in the car and out the car, both tick two boxes. And for me, she really does do both. She's great for interviews. She's very professional. Um, and she, aside from that, she's an incredible driver. And I think, you know, she's always very open to her options. She's not saying, no, I want to stay, go to Formula One. Um, you know, she's doing alternative things to try and help her in her career. And, and to me, she just stands out as incredibly professional and, and, just, and just, you know, positive. Great choice. I love that. Um, I think mine is probably Susie Wolf. I know that she had a bit of a difficult career at some points, but with her being the first woman to participate in a Formula One weekend in over 20 years, I mean, that that's incredible. And obviously she set up Dare to be Different, which is now FIA Girls on Track UK. Um, and that really was the catalyst for everything that I've done in motorsport, setting up females in motorsport and meeting absolutely incredible people and now obviously Susie is um, team principal at Venturi Formula E Racing which is amazing as well and it makes me smile so much when I see her on the TV feed and think yeah she's team principal so yeah I'm going with I'm going with Susie. That's a good Scottish choice though I like that one. Um, so for this one I kind of wanted to um, delve in a bit further back into the history books and I, I was I couldn't decide between a few different people so I decided on the end to choose Gwenda Hawks um, who for me just as many people might know she was branded as Brooklyn's speed queen and at the time she set the um, the, re the record for a female around Brooklyn's um, and I think just like many many race female race of her era you know she just tried so many different things and on different like two wheels four wheels um, Le Mans everything um, and also just like the outside of motorsport as well like during the first war she was an ambulance driver as well so I think just that um, you know we see that now as well with people trying a lot of different things but just really you know back in the day when people it was just so hard for for people like that just to to get that racing experience so yeah she's my choice. I also went down sort of the Scottish route so I went with somebody who I didn't know really much about until recently where I sort of had a look and tried to find somebody sort of in the history books and I went with Muriel Thompson so she was a Scottish uh, World War One she was also an ambulance driver but she was also one of the founding members of the Brooklyn's Automobile Club along with her brothers and she was won the first ladies motor race at Brooklyn's and she was also a suffragist like she did like there was looking through and reading about her she did so much in sort of in her life you know from helping out in the war to obviously her impact on motorsport and she was just such a, a trailblazer, I think, that often doesn't get the recognition she deserves. 
Yeah, I love that you've dived into history for that. I think that's really important to remember those that inspired the, the next generation. And hopefully in the years to come, we'll have loads more names to add to that. Liz from France uh, has asked us on Twitter, do you watch any other series apart from Formula One and Formula Two? Very and Georgina, let's, let's go to you for this. Um, so I really love electric racing of all forms. Um, so especially Formula E. Um, and yeah, I'm very interested in sustainability outside of motorsport as well. So it's, it's nice to see that represented within the sport. Um, and also I think like everyone else here, I'm very excited for Extreme E to start this year. Um, and I really enjoyed last year, I put together a kind of um, mini series of electric series for females in motorsport. So we covered um, Extreme E and also looked at some smaller ones that are starting as well. So Electric, electric Racing Academy, which is, um, I'm hoping is gonna really provide a different route for people on their career progression. Um, and you know, this kind of electric route, which is really interesting. And also as well, the um, RTCO World EX um, Championship, which is gonna be electric sim racing as well, which I'm really excited to, to see as well when that gets started this year. Oh, I agree. Electric racing, I think is so excited and has so much potential for the future. Um, as well as uh, F1 and F2, I really enjoy uh, BTCC, British Touring Cars. I think the racing is really exciting. And I think as a whole, the series has run so well and very professionally, but at the same time, it's very accessible for all sorts of motorsport fans. It's a great way to watch motorsport and you can meet the drivers and get really close to the action, which I think is fantastic. Um, alongside, they have um, support series, uh, British F4 and the Genetas are really great to watch as well um, and because it's a lower level of motorsport the drivers do tend to take more risks um, to get noticed and that makes it so much more exciting and thrilling to watch from a, uh, a fan perspective. Yeah the Toka support series is just incredible. Touring car weekends are amazing to watch if you're in Britain or you have access to ITV player watch it um they they do the whole uh sunday live on on tv and on iplayer so that's a really good thing to tune into anna from mexico on instagram has asked us what was our first memory of watching motorsport that got us hooked maria yeah so for me motorsport kind of took a bit um it, it gradually my love grew uh, over time um and i think that's the case for many people you know you, you you might be hooked on one race, but the more you watch, the more you're interested in, the more you want to find out. Um, and for me, I, I've grown up in a family of petrol heads. So we've been, I've been going to race meetings since, you know, I can remember, but I really do remember watching my brother's race um, and standing on the sidelines, screaming at them. And although it was karting, you know, we would go on news blackout and come home and watch the Formula One. And, and to me, it just grew over time. And I think that's the case for many people, um, but obviously, if you're completely new to it, then you might literally be hooked on something completely, completely new. Yeah, I think for me, um, because I don't sort of come from a similar background to Maria, like my family don't have any, well, they didn't really have any interest in most sport. It's more me forcing them to watch it these days. But um, I think what gripped me was it was something that would be on in the background. So if there wasn't any football on or there wasn't any rugby on it. it would be just motorsport on in the background on a Sunday afternoon and you'd be sort of walking around the house just catching glimpses of it but I think when I got interested in it it was about the time of the Mercedes rivalry sort of between Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg I mean I was I became quite a big Nico Rosberg fan but the moment that stands out for me which might be a controversial one 
but the moment that stands out for me would definitely be Spanish Grand Prix when the two of them collided. I feel like that was the culmination of so much tension and drama. And, you know, there's so many moments that I think stand out even now still for Formula One fans of that period. I mean, throwing the caps at each other in the cool down room. There's just so much from that time that really stands out for me. And I think it just brought, it showed you everything about motorsport. It brought the drama, it brought great racing. But you also so much of the personalities in the paddock as well and the drivers themselves you really I feel like people separated into two camps sort of you supported one or the other and I think it was a really competitive time in motorsport. What a choice you should have seen all of our faces when you mentioned the, the Spanish Grand Prix everybody just kind of went oh. yeah it still lives deep in uh deep in our memories um, T on Instagram has asked us, did you find it hard starting out being a female in motorsport and what got you through it? I think if it's okay, I'm going to take this one, guys. Um, for me, it's kind of what made me start females in motorsport and the platform. I realized there wasn't really a place out there where, you know, all the stories of women working in the sport and racing as well. It just kind of wasn't in a, a one place. Um, some websites mentioned it a little bit, but there just wasn't a dedicated area for it. And reading stories of success and struggle really empowered me um, to go out there and chase after those dreams because, you know, sometimes you do lack a bit of motivation or you do think, am I ever going to get there? So just reading stories of others that have gone through similar situations to you or even completely different paths to you just gives you the determination to, to succeed. So I think just starting out, it was always tough because there was never that resource or the, the area that you could go to in the digital space. But now I think with other great initiatives like FAA Girls on Track UK, um, things like Formula Careers as well, um, and Holly's work as well, like, you know, that's really, really good source. Um, and yeah, that's definitely, definitely what I would say. Has anyone got anything else to add on that? Oh, I feel like it, it, motorsport has come a bit of a way. I do feel when I first started to get involved with the community, especially on Twitter, I did feel like everyone was male and there weren't many female voices or female figures that, I mean, there were, but no, it didn't seem as much. And I definitely think I felt more isolated being a woman, a woman and my experiences compared to men, I definitely felt sort of different. Um, and I think that's why it's so great that now I feel like we've made so much progress with Dare To Be Different, which is now uh, FIA Girls On Track and, um, of course, Females In Motorsports. Um, and there definitely is more of a community of women. And I definitely think um, series like um, Drive To Survive, I think, have had a really big impact on that. I've definitely noticed a lot more young female young females on Twitter and social media platforms engaging with motorsport because of Drive to Survive um, and I think that's really fantastic and I just love to see that there's so many more women um, who are engaging with motorsport and I just think it's absolutely fantastic to see. Cannot wait for Drive to Survive to return. I literally got the countdown on my phone. I'm so oh, excited. Um, Alex from New York on Instagram has asked us what is the biggest challenge you've had to overcome? Um, Georgina, I know you had some unfortunate negativity around your blog and stuff. Do you want to pick up on that? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was doing a lot of writing when I was around 16, 17. That's when I did. That's when I sort of got into the swing of things and was really, really regularly contributing to my blog. 
Um, and I really wanted to have a big platform and have lots of people read or as many people reading it as possible. Um, so I joined these big Formula One Facebook groups that had sort of tens of thousands of people in them, um, which <laughs> I mean, was maybe not a mistake, but I, I think I did set myself up for some nasty comments. Um, so I would share blog posts that I wrote on there and I would get some some hot, nasty old men commenting stuff like, oh, you're only 17, what do you know? Girls shouldn't be involved in motorsport. And, you know, I was, I was 16, 17 at the time. And at that age, that was a really demoralizing thing to read. And it was really not quite upsetting, but it just, it made me just feel like disappointed. And I think part of being a woman in motorsport is you do have to have or do have to develop a thick skin because people are just going to mean to you because you're a girl. And that sucks. But I think for now, at least, that's definitely the case with um, with some motorsport fans. Um, I guess a big example for me was when I was at the British Grand Prix. I can't remember what year it was. And um, I think there was some speculation that Jensen Button was going to move to Williams. And they had Claire Williams on the stage and um, whoever was interviewing her asked her about if Jensen was going to go to Williams. And she said, oh, well, you know, we'll see if he signs the contract, which, you know, the contract kind of implies that there was a contract. So I sort of wrote a speculative post of, on this. Maybe I wouldn't have done the same now, but at the time I was 17 and still developing my skills. And I shared it to a Facebook group and I just got lots of hate for that people being like well I didn't hear that like how come you know about it but no one else does and that was definitely hurtful to read but I'm really happy that that's definitely toughened me up and made me the woman I am today. Yeah I, I can agree with Georgina that you know the the negative comments do make you stronger and make you even more driven and from a driver's perspective for me um, you know I've been uh, karting for nine nearly ten years now and I've when I've gone up to like higher levels, um, junior TKM, senior TKM, I have noticed not all the time, but sometimes that that people can think, oh, you know, it's Maria. She's she's not a tall girl. I'm quite small, and and that I can take advantage of her. And actually, I'm like, no, you know, we're all equal. And winning the championship in Natska really helped me to to portray that. You know, I can do it. Women can do it. And I did it. And before the races before, it's just the build up. And it just shows we do have the talent. We might have a reduced talent pool, but that's only because the numbers of women in the sport is a lot less than there is of men. Um, so it's obvious that's going to happen. And even at Kim Bolton in Cambridge, where I race um, monthly now, you know, I'm, I'm in senior TKM and I'm racing anybody. You know, I could be racing a 30 year old man and I'm just like, you don't bother me you know I'm, I'm gonna try and beat you and you're not gonna try and push me off and push me wide you know I stick my elbows out and drive a wide car you know we're, in, we're no different we're all equal um so so yeah I have have received some negative but I just use it to use my, that aggression uh, that they give me to make me driving faster which you can't notice I think that's a really important message always try and turn the negative into a positive and, and use it to spur you on Kira on Instagram has asked us uh, what did you take or what to take at college um, to get into motorsport? Yes, yeah, so um, at sixth form, I actually took, I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time. So I took history, um, biology and geology and I dropped geology after first year due to some personal reasons. 
but actually having two and a half a levels because i did epq too it didn't stop me getting to university i got a unconditional offer and here i am um you know passing and doing really well in my university work and having great feedback so i don't there is a there's not a definitive route um i know experience matters but the grades are important but they're not that important i think go with whatever you feel right um but ask lots of questions of people in the industry i think um so i'll say i i study history so it's a bit different to others here i think have done or are doing journalism um I think even if you don't want to go into motorsport or a sport related job, like history is just a really good um, subject to have because it has so many transferable skills, like analytical skills, research um, skills and communication as well. It's obviously a really big one, which I think is important in so many, so many roles, but especially in motorsport. So I think, you know, you don't have to do something like you don't have to do journalism. There's a lot of options available for you. Um, even I know so many people working in motorsport that have done politics as well um that's another big one and so you know just whatever interests you I think you can make it work as long as you gain some experience as well I think I'm sort of the outlier in the group in the fact that you know I don't have a degree or I'm not currently at university and to be perfectly honest I don't know if I will go it's it's a it's a case of I see people in positions that you know I strive for and I aim to gain and they, some of them don't have degrees I don't think a degree is necessarily the be all and end all. It's not for everybody to go to university. And, you know, maybe I will go, maybe I won't, but I think experience is equally important and people shouldn't feel that just because like they don't have a degree that it's it stops them from achieving what they want. Because there are plenty of people in positions and I've seen somebody who's just got a great job at Williams who doesn't have a degree. And I think as long as you've got the experience, you've got the drive and you've got the passion, nothing can stop you from getting where you want to be if you're willing to work for it. Completely agree. That's a really good point to make, Holly. And another thing is, you know, just do what you love, because if you enjoy it and you love it, then you're obviously more likely to excel at it as well. And nowadays, there's so many different routes into motorsport. You've got lots of apprenticeships, there'll be work experience schemes, internships. You can do degree apprenticeships as well. Um, yeah, university is definitely not the only option. Wow, I can't quite believe that we're on to our last question. Um, and this has come from Summer on Instagram, and this is a great one to end on. She asks, what is our favourite thing about motorsport? Maria? Yeah, I think this one, the one thing that stands out for me is the community. From Formula One right down to grassroots, you can always see a community or, or be in it if, if you can go to it um you know formula one you know all the young drivers uh, you know talking together and having a bit of banter which which is great because you know it is serious but also you've got to have some laugh in life but at grassroots level i really feel the community there at natsker at kim bolton if somebody doesn't start on the grid you know there's always at least three people who will rush to you and help you try and start and get you in that race which they don't have to, they can just walk past and, and look at you and, and go and watch their driver, but they don't. And I think that's what really stands out for me. And, you know, motorsport is a big family and, and Natsuka for me is a big family because it's where I started off and where my motorsport uh, love kind of really grew from. Um, so yeah, the community to me is invaluable. I think for me, it's the, the stories behind the results and what happens 
the stories in motorsport are incredible. You've got people coming from adversity or coming back from what looked like the impossible, you know, they may have had a life-changing injury and they've, they've come back and they've done well. Um, and just knowing all of the tales behind what happens on track, I think that is one of the best things about motorsport. And on a slightly more cheesy note, it's probably all of the amazing people that I have met. So my friends from the Netherlands, and the people that I've met through social media. And then of course, there's the five of us that have met through motorsport and now we're recording a podcast together. So I think, you know, motorsport opens up so many options. It isn't just a sport, it is so much more than that. Well said, very well said, completely agree. And I think people like stories and people like to, like the people behind motorsport and it's just, it's just brilliant. And I, I feel very lucky to be a part of it yeah motorsport is magic I often say that and yeah it is magic well thank you everyone for listening to our podcast we hope you enjoyed getting to know the five of us next time we are delighted to say that we'll be chatting to Jenny Gao who has recently recently been confirmed as Extreme Ease co-lead commentator Jenny has also done lots of motorsport work broadcasting presenting she's just incredible Um, So we're very, very lucky to be having her on. In the meantime, check out our website, which is www.femalesinmotorsport.com. And there's lots of articles on there. And we've got many more stories coming over the next few weeks. And don't forget to follow us on socials too. So from myself and the team, goodbye and see you next time.